Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, the first of our bonus episodes of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. Um, I'm here with Tom Chacho, and um, we have a few of these episodes in the can already, but this one is um, for immediate release. So we're going to jump ahead in our little schedule of releasing these bonus episodes and put this one out first um, and a little bit before the others. Um, so I'm here with Tom Chacho, and he is the creator and writer of a new web series called... Uh, low the new adventures of ultimate man's ex-girlfriend and you are a television producer i am a television producer that's correct and you've been doing it for a long time right uh yes quite yes. a long time yes longer than a decade okay mm-hmm. copy that <laughs> and you are um so we got to work together on a show that will not be named or discussed and um we don't talk yeah about we it. don't no we don't it's been very it's been a slow recovery yeah um and like we will be recovering it's going to be really hard to watch season two of uh, Pretty uh, what Big Little Lies. Big That's Little all Lies. Yes. Pre- I almost said Pretty Little <laughs> Liars. <laughs> Big Little Lies season two will be hard to watch. I'll just say yeah. I'll just we'll just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had this idea for a script, and you are a huge comic book person, right? And uh, I don't want to say comic book nerd, but like you are very, very, very well versed in the comic book realm. I I will take comic book nerd, um, but yeah, no, I mean comics are. Pro- probably more important to me than television like as as yeah. a consumer um i mean that is that is just uh where i live when i am not at work yeah um is uh basically like in comic books and comic book media um when people ask me what comics i read i usually just say all of them all of because them. i do um do you have a favorite or is that like trying to pick your favorite child or like um i have it's hard to pick a favorite. Like what I will say is like the books I've read most consistently since I was a little kid are, um, X-Men comics and Batman comics, like different versions and iterations and Got it. spinoff titles. But, yes. um, I've always been reading a Batman monthly or an X-Men monthly since I was an eight year old kid. And like no break, like consistently, consistently. I mean, there was like my first year of college, I didn't have as much have access the, didn't have to the time probably either. Right. Um, I, can always, I always make the time for comics. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, like I, I remember, um, working on like one competition show and I would like go to St. Mark's comics cause they're open until like 1am yeah. just to make sure that I got my comics every Wednesday. Um, but I always make the time, but it was, there were just not there. The comic book store that had been in my college town closed and then, I didn't find a new one for a year. Yeah. So I'd have to wait until I got home. And this is like before like Amazon where you're yeah. just like one click ordering something yeah. and it's showing up the next day. This is yeah. Yeah. You so like I, don't have the access to just casually. So it would just be like when I'd come into the city, I would catch up on the books that I could catch up on. But I mean, I've been, I mean, I read like today is Friday. So like comic books come out on Wednesday. I probably bought 
eight or nine comics on Wednesday. Oh my and I've God. read uh, like four or five of them so far. Do you and buy feel them crazy paper behind. or is it all digital now? I buy mostly digital comic books now just because of like living in New York and the space of it all. If something is... Um, if there's a run on a comic that I really love, I will buy it on heart, in hardcover like and like heart, have yeah. it on my shelf and like reread it and, and, and be precious about it. Um, but I mean, as someone who runs around a lot, it's nice to have access to these things on my phone and on my tablet yeah. and to sort of be able to read like old comics, new comics. Yeah. And just have it all there on your phone and you're just kind of like, if yeah. you want to, you're right. Yeah. Um, so you like all these posts that I see that of the what well, we'll get into it. Basically, you're yeah. very well read, and very like well, well versed, very yeah. knowledgeable mm-hmm. in the comic book world. So um, PhD candidate. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, you're like ten thousand hours definitely yeah. since you were eight years old. That's like triple that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Um, and so you had this idea for this web series, which is called yes. Low: uh, the... the New Adventures of Ultimate Man's Ex Girlfriend. And you, where? How did you start with this? Kind of. Well, actually, let's tell me a little bit about what the story is first for everyone that doesn't know. Okay, so the story is, um, I say that the the elevator pitch for this is how Lois Lane got her groove back. Yeah. And it is not, I just want to be clear that this is not a Lois Lane fan series. Like, I take a lot of inspiration from her. I love her. She's one of my favorite characters. But, like, we're using that archetype to start a new story a and tell sto- a completely yeah. different story. Um, it's not just fan fiction. Yeah, of like, it's not, yeah, it's not fan fiction. I am a fan. I am inspired by the fiction, but there's a reason why these characters are named differently and costumed differently. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've tried to re envision what a superhero universe would look like from a human female's point of view. Yeah. But in the story of Lowe, uh, we meet Lowe, who is a reporter, um, and the ex-girlfriend of Ultimate Man, who is America's favorite superhero. Uh, she basically built her career reporting on him and interviewing him and has reached a point now where she is in her mid-30s and wants to be doing different things. Um, doesn't really feel like she's getting what she needs out of that relationship anymore because he's not really around while he's saving the world. he's too busy saving the world. Yeah, Correct. I mean, yeah. it's a high-pressure situation. It is hard to have a relationship and have a job. Well, and um, also like, it's funny cause even when I first heard the story, I was like, like basically like the little pitch was like, what would it be like to date a superhero? And I was like, wow, it actually like, I never have obviously thought about this, but like it actually would really fucking suck to like be dating a superhero. Cause they're always like being called off to do other things and they're never really able to be there for you because yeah. they have to be there for everyone in the world and like make sure the world doesn't explode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also like it is semi inspired, you know, in, by my own relationship, like I'm a TV producer, which is like a very time-consuming and demanding job. Um, my husband is a is a research scientist, which is also like a very time-consuming and demanding job. And like finding a way to have your job and your relationship fit into a day is a challenge. It's a yeah. challenge we meet and 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 works for us. But you know, I know people that it doesn't work for, so I could understand why it would not work for our heroine Low who decides to break up with Ultimate Man uh, because she wants to have time for herself. Um, She wants to rebrand her career, but quickly finds that people are not interested in her telling stories that are not about Ultimate Man. Um, And this this desire to break free from him um, quickly proves to be impossible because everyone wants her to write about 
her breakup. Well, and she's also been kind of defined by her relationship with this person Mm -hmm. and not as an individual herself. Yeah. Even though she is like a... Award-winning journalist. Award-winning journalist. She's a she's a a independent person. She's she has a career. I mean, this is sort of why a superhero would be attracted to her. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, the the world around us defines us by our relationships, and yeah. that was sort of um, what I wanted to explore with this. Yeah. What, um, and you had like, there's a, there's a part in the script about like women in their thirties and they basically, basically Lowe has to start writing about women. Like they want to kind of try to use her knowledge of being a woman in her thirties. And you were telling me earlier that there, that you've, um, experienced a lot of like, you've secondhand experienced a lot of women in their thirties, like dealing with being women in their thirties. And so I want you to kind of expand on that inspiration for that kind of that part in the, in the story. Yeah. I, um, I, I am a, I am a man in their thirties. Um, most of my friends are, (laughs) are females who are in their thirties also. Um, some in their, some in their forties too. Uh, and I, we all sort of noticed this period like in our early to mid thirties when um, they were being weirdly referred to as a group. And I realized like that it, it's, it's very much the way that the media focuses on all of us where it's like millennials, this and Gen X, that and the baby boomers, this, but like there is this weird subset of like women in their thirties and the way that we talk about women in their thirties and like almost like we don't understand them. Um, which I just find silly and ridiculous probably because the people I'm closest to are women in their thirties. Yes. You're like, and I like, understand them quite like, fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just sort of like, I get what my sister's going through. I got what my best friends are going through. Yeah. Um, and it seems like an outdated thing. You know, when you think about the way that like Bridget Jones is talked to in the first Bridget Jones movie and everyone is sort of like, what? what's going on in her head? Does she have scales? Like, why is she single? Why did it? Yeah. So, so to sort of see that stuff still being talked about, I guess like 15, 16, 17 years later was a jumping off point. Um, particularly because one of the big story thrusts of the web series is that Lowe loses her job at the paper, spoiler alert, and has to work in digital media and digital media is all about, um, like clicks and views and, clicks and views but also like your voice is your identity and your identity is your voice and you need to like yeah be speaking as a as this person for all people um and and that sort of pressure and that sort of like the idea the the need for people to have super specific identities that dictate their point of views but also speak for an identity as a whole um is something that she sort of struggles with because she doesn't really see herself as what? women in their 30s she quote just unquote. sees herself yeah. as, a as herself yeah. yeah just because like i have had this idea in my head probably for close to five years um but didn't really write it until about a year ago um because comics have this horrible habit of refusing to let the heroes grow up and very often you will have Superman get married to Lois Lane or Spider-Man get married to Mary Jane Watson or the Flash get married to Linda Park. And then all of a sudden um, the entire universe will rewrite reality 
to undo the marriage and rewind time because no one actually wants to see them be married people be married or see people break up or, or deal with like adult shit and there was a big reboot which is when they redo the whole universe from ground zero that dc did about six years ago where they erased a lot of these relationships lois lane and superman being one of them and i was just sort of like why can't they just break up because like yeah they would probably have like valid reasons for it and then I was not really sure what the story from there would be. Well, and also, too, like, wouldn't you think they would want to keep that? Because then, like, you as someone who's married um, would be like, I'm still reading these comic books. And now I can relate to it on a whole nother level because I th- those issues could be brought into the, wor- the world. Right. Correct. Yeah. No, like, because because they've gone back to a universe where Lois and Clark are married because this is sort of just what comics do. Like, they, yeah, they just go and it's like stop. In time, it's in and, and out. And, and they, yeah. They redo time. They it's like a sliding time. scale yes. of like wherever the fuck they are. And the, yeah, um, exactly. It's like heroes, like the late, the late seasons of heroes where it was like, where are we? What's happening? It's very yeah. late season of heroes. Um, so like right now, like Lois and Clark are married. They have a kid, but the, so yeah, I mean, it's like super relatable to see couples and relationships and like two of the best comics out right now um, are written by this writer, Tom King. He writes a comic book called Mr. Miracle and he writes Batman right now. And Batman for the last two years has been about Batman and Catwoman's relationship. Um, and that has been like very real and very adult and very relatable. And yeah. Mr. Miracle has been about his marriage to this character, Big Barda and them having a kid together. And like, how did they manage being these space gods that are also married, that also have a kid that also, um, you know, it just, it's, it is, it, they they feel like books that have grown with me, which is like why as like a grown adult man, I am still reading read them. Eight yeah. of these things a week. Yeah. Um. So that was the first fold of the thing. So that was just the having first... like how do we deal with more adult topics? Yeah. On? Like how do yeah. we deal with like a very adult breakup between a superhero and a human? And then the thing that 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 sort of created the the personal spark for it was I got um laid off from a job um a month before my wedding and had to go out and take interviews and like general meetings like in the lead up to my wedding and was really like nervous about looking for a job yeah and so many people were like oh don't worry you're gonna be fine you're getting married don't worry you're gonna be fine you're gonna get married and I'm just like I am going to be married, but that does not mean that I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And then I would go on these job interviews and these general meetings with people that I have been friends with for years and like know what my, or, or at least colleagues with for years and, and know what my professional goals are. And they would just want to talk about the wedding, the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and would just want to ask me where I was going on my honeymoon. And I was just sort of like, oh, this is like not cool or comfortable. And I'm suddenly not being seen as like a professional person. And like everyone wants to talk to me about my relationship and I just want to talk about my job. Yeah. And like, I'm not here to talk to you about my wedding. I'm here to like try to get a job. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm here to, I'm here to get paid. I'm here for check. Like I'm not here to talk about my husband who I love. Yeah. But like not, yeah, that's not what I'm here for. And I just sort of was like, why am I getting talked to like this? And I, I, 
I realize this is very much like how we talk to women. And I then started to think about like, you know, this woman I've been thinking about for years, breaking up with this superhero. And that sort of was like, like, yeah, the, the personal spark for well, the, the personal thing, the personal tie to the actual character yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then you just started writing, I'm assuming. Yes. I mean, I think I, I need to like go back and look at the drafts, but I feel like I wrote the outline in the first few episodes in the weeks leading up to my wedding. And then right after I got married, I wrote the first draft. Yeah. Wow. And my husband was just sort of like, it's totally cool that you want to write about this breakup while we're getting yeah, married. Yeah, we're like walking down the aisle. You're yeah. like typing out mm-hmm. like, and then she said like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And blah, blah. yeah, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I totally support you creatively and everything that you want to do. Yeah. Um, are you, what is one of the things that you hope comes out of making the web series? Um, I really want people to see these actors um play these characters probably most of all i mean like i you know there there's a lot of comedy ambitions and social commentary ambitions within the series but i really love all of the characters that we've created and i really love what the actors we've cast have brought to these characters because um we've done i mean you were there but for your listeners we've done um, a table read and a staged reading. So the the characters are, are developed in there and the people we have playing them are better than I ever could have imagined. Um, and I wrote this piece for my friend, Ebony Booth, who plays Lo. Yeah. Who is just incredible. A great actor. Like she's yeah, just she's incredible. Great. You, might have, you might have seen her on The Americans. No you big deal. Not a big deal. You might have seen her in a Playwrights Horizons show that just closed called Dance Nation. Um, the New York Times is always like shouting her out in their theater section. She's great. She is just like m- magnetic and like her, her, she just does all of the things you need yeah. the character to she do. just And she just seems to embody the character very, very well. Yeah. And knows, like, and, and from, like, it seems even like she is the character. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. like I'm playing this on the stage. It's like, I am this person. Yes. Yeah. And actually, one of the other influences in, in, in terms of, like, you know, there was the comic book influence and then my, my personal story. But when I was close to writing it, um, I saw Ebony in a in a play that was not very good, but that she was incredible in and was like doing all of the levels. And like, we had just sort of talked about how cool it would be to work together. And I was like, well, she can do all of these things. So yeah, she's you were like, oh, this, this is her. Woman. Yeah. What did, um, and how did you kind of go? I want to now transition into kind of like, okay, you have the script. You also got like awards, correct? There was an award or you got final, yeah, finalists no, or something? I was, what? Um, it was, selected it was selected as a finalist in the austin film festival um the austin film festival is a writer driven festival and writers conference that happens every october in austin um and they award um the writers of produced films and the the writers of unproduced scripts um, and they have like lifetime honorees and it's all a writer driven. Yeah. Festival. It's not, so like it's a, like yeah. a really, the award show is 
even though I lost, (laughs) um, (laughs) was a really um, amazing day because you're there with like all of these things that have just gotten made and like amazing people that have made amazing work um, and these people that want to be making amazing work. And it's all... Um, you just sort of feel like you're part of it, yeah, of a, of a larger community. And also, like this, so just for all the people listening, like it's not like you're like I wrote the script and like it might be complete shit, but I'm, Chris and I are gonna pretend like it's great. And like, no, it was actually you went really far in an, an award in like a well-known um like film festival about writing and not just. Well, I am always convinced that I have fooled people into thinking it's a good script. Yeah, like, like I'm very. Um, I'm always just like, is it good? Is yeah, it good? Same. Is it good? Um, this podcast. Is it good? Do I have any idea what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, And like after Austin, I was like, maybe it's good. Um, And then after, yeah, I mean, I guess like Austin is like, it's very competitive. Yeah. (laughs) So you, so AKA it is good because it was fine. I I probably did not think it was good until we did the staged reading. Cause I was like, even when we auditioned Ebony against like Evan, who plays ultimate man, which was like before the table read that yeah. you were at, I was just sort of like, is this a good idea? Or have I fooled everyone into thinking, thinking like, Ooh, like let idea. me drum up. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were so good together. Or I was like, Oh, we should keep doing this. Yeah. Um, what did you, once you wrote it and you have the script now you, then you have Ebony and you're like, okay, I want you to be this character. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm assuming. Right. And then how do you then go about, because there's so many people that are like, I want to do this. I have this thing. And I, you know, I really want to get this off the ground, but I don't know what to do next. It's easy because we're working television. And so this yeah. is like more, we have more access than normal people. Well, I mean, but... we have a lot, we have a lot of access. Um, I had a lot of people to, to bring the material to, which was really helpful. But the, I would probably say as far as before I really started working on bringing it to life, um, I had probably done three drafts before I ever talked to anyone about like really producing it. I mean, I had had a long conversation with Rebecca, my producing partner on this. Who is, who has been on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yes. Rebecca Bregman. Rebecca Bregman. Yes. She, we, I had talked to her about like, you know, we had talked about wanting to do a narrative web series together. I had talked to her about this idea. Um, you know, life slows you down and I didn't really have like the, the personal thrust to write it. And then yeah. finally I did write it. I wrote like three drafts of it. Um, Rebecca had read those drafts. Liz, who's a producer on this project also read some drafts. Mary Haitkin, who's our director, had read some drafts, but she was not on the project yet. Yeah. Um, and Ebony had Ebony. I, I think Ebony had read a draft at a certain point. And then finally, it was, and they didn't change that much. Like there were like tiny scenelets that would like drop and like personal details about their relationship that would go in. And, but it, the story has more or less stayed the same. Um, and then I had a meeting with Rebecca where I was like, do you want to make this? Yeah, like, and is what this... are the steps to make this? Yeah. Um, and we made a list of like all the people we would want to get involved um and like what they could do on the show whether it was like um getting you involved whether it was getting um jessica shelton our line producer involved whether yes, it was also, was also on, amazing yes, also been on the podcast with rebecca yeah yes um the the you know and, and sort of making the list of like who we would want to be the director yeah um who we would want to cast 
And then we just came up with a plan. So in reality, you're shopping this around to other people. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Instead of just being like, I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're like going around and you actually were like, hey, other people, would you want to be a part of this? Would you want to be a part yes. of this? Would and you want to be a part of this? And I and I think it's the the combination that I I feel like is important is like one I'm very lucky to to have been in the business for as long as I've been in it and to have the relationships that I have to the point where like some people have said yes without reading the script, which yeah. is just like, you know, to like the amount of camera people and like our, our, our um, James who did our sound for the readings, mm-hmm. like who just were like, Yes, I will do whatever Absolutely, for you. Yeah. Like no questions asked. Like I'm I'm free. I'm saving I'm saving the time. Like Yeah. What like I like so many texts that brought me to brought me to tears because it was just like, oh God, like, you know, like we all really take care of each other in this business. Yeah. Um but I think the important thing is is like ha- knowing who you can go out to and also having a script that people want to say yes to because the only people and not a lot of people have said no, have been people who did not read the script or did not have time to read the script or did not have time. But like everyone who's read the script has been like, this is something I want to do. So you would have to have a script that you are excited about and other people are excited about. Yeah. Um, because that is, you know, up until the staged reading and even now like being on Kickstarter, um, you know, the script has been the, the thing to get it moving. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, you started a Kickstarter, you guys shot a video. Um, it's, currently live right now live on kickstarter search for you've already mm, how much money have you raised um ballpark we we've gotten a few donations while we've been recording but wait really yeah um but i think the last time i had checked and i check it we'll just check it right now all the time because kickstarter has a great app yeah they do that lets you know every time you get a donation but we are up over twenty three thousand dollars <gasps> of thirty five thousand. Correct is the goal. Thirty five thousand is the minimum goal. We have a stretch goal to fifty. Yeah, and we have. I always need to remind myself twenty more days to raise it. Twenty more days. So in ten days, we've made twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, which is amazing. that's amazing. Um, and so basically that's going to go pay for like cam, like rentals and feeding everyone that's working on the show and um like making a really cool super suit. Yeah, and you know, paying for locations and, you know, making TV yeah. even on the web. Cause everyone's just like, Oh, web series are cheap. Like go make one. Like, and it's like, no, it's no, not, it's, no, it's not, not at all. It's <laughs> not, I mean, it's cheaper than it's cheaper than, you know, shooting Avengers infinity war, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's still thousands of dollars a day yeah. in feeding and transporting. And that's like before you do lighting. anything. Yeah. yeah. Just like to have, to be on the, to, to be on humans. the set, yeah. to be on the set is thousands of dollars a day. So, and even like if people are donating services for free, you've still got to get them there. You've still got to feed them. Yeah. You've still got to, you know, look out for them. There's a lot of stuff yeah. to pay for. Yes, absolutely. And so what, um, so people can donate. They can go to the Kickstarter, obviously. Yes. It's in the link tree in my um, bio. So if they go to my link tree, they can see it on at the Crystal Rosa. Um, they can follow Low the Series. On Instagram. Right? It's just Low the Series. Yeah, no? Low the Series. Yeah. Um, and Low is just L-O, not L-O-W. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hashtag, the best hashtag that ever exists. Hashtag get low. Um, after the best song to ever be made. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what 
else is there that we could talk about before we let you go? Um, I would just, you know, some people have been like, what should I give? Like, how much should I give? This project is cool. And we have a lot of different incentives for various pledge amounts. Um, and like on the lower end, $10 gets you the audio recording of our stage reading, which was awesome and gets yeah. you the whole story that we're a telling lot of laughs. and a lot of laughs. Um, $25 gets you early access to the series. Um, I think $50 gets you all that plus a poster. $60 yeah. is all that plus a t-shirt. So like you don't have to donate like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Like you can donate 10 bucks and experience the story as soon as we wrap the Kickstarter, yeah. $25 and see the show before anyone else. Or and really buy in. Like, you, really know, you can buy, buy in yeah, for a small, in amount of, a small amount of money. And support the project. And like that money, you know, de- like when people, when multiple people do small pledges, the money goes a lot farther than anyone thinks. Yeah. Um, so you, you were know, saying like if two people donate $25, that's like feeding a couple people that day for one of yeah. the days of shooting. That's like actually like someone's lunch that like is being paid for. Yeah. So it's really more like than everyone you think. doesn't have to like pay for a super suit or a lens. Like you can like, you know, buy our sound guy a sandwich. Like it's yeah. like everything yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one, what is one other thing that you wish were for when this, when this when this is finished what's one other thing that you really really want to do with the series i just hope people love low and ebony's low the way that i do and um cuz i do f- find when i because I've because I've listened to the recording and I've I've watched the footage back from our from our readings like I do forget that I've written it and I am sort of moved by what Ebony does with that role and I just hope people have remotely the experience I have watching her um, and also just you know one thing that we didn't really get a chance to talk about is like I m- made a point of creating a cast that was not excuse exclusively white and cis and straight around, you know, because like as much as I love the supporting casts and like Spider-Man and Superman and like all of the various franchises, like it's, it's a lot of, cis straight yeah there's not many queer characters correct yeah or or there's like one queer character and you know i made a point of making sure that there were different types of queer people yeah not just like the stereotypical gay white person yeah like like, you know i mean or like Um, the stereotypical like random lesbian that's there like yeah yeah and just sort of making sure that the world like that it was a a um a cast that was like sort of re-centered away from what we traditionally see as a superhero supporting cast. Yes. Um, and I, and I sort of hope people respond to what we've done to create these characters. And I like, I'm hesitant to use the word, um, diversity or inclusion because I feel like it's such a, a buzzword and I, I don't really think about even in, in like my other writing whether it's produced or unproduced i'm not sort of just like oh we've got to make sure to include this person or that for everyone yeah yeah yeah. you know or speak for everyone but just sort of making sure that there are 
um, unique characters that we haven't seen before. And even though, well, that people might not see, might have not seen themselves in, in yeah. superheroes a lot. Like I personally don't ever like feel very like, I don't know. I never like watch like a super, like a Marvel movie and be like, Oh yeah, that's definitely me. I can like, completely relate to this character. That's like the straight white man and like the superhero. Like yeah. that's just like the noble gonna do everything and then like save the girl at the end. Like that's not ever mm-hmm. my, been my story. So it's yeah, like, and they've, yeah. They've been doing their part to create Ch- yeah, start to- new characters in the comics. And I think we're going to see them coming into the movies and they've done a really good job on television and continue to do a good job on television. Um, everyone should watch cloak and dagger on free form it's really good everyone it's all and over the subways right it's now it's so yeah. good um and also there's like a really interesting queer storyline on luke cage which i'm not done with this season but is is like fascinating and different but um you know i just hope people respond to what we're doing and just you know like love because for me like i am always like i guess i'm a comedy writer because people laugh at like what i write but yeah. i i I'm someone who very writes from, from like a character first place. And like, I love these characters. I want people to love these characters. And, and even though I think that low and ultimate man are horrible for each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's sort of like the, the thrust of the conflict here. I love what Ebony does and I love what Evan Williams does as ultimate man. And I hope people just, you know, respond to them the way that I do. Great. Thank you so much for telling me all about this Thank and sharing you your so story. Much. Um, people can find. Would you want to plug your own Instagram or anything, or just should we just plug love? Um, Do you, well, you can find me on Instagram at Tom TV, which is T O M T E E V E E, or um, at Low the Series on Instagram. That is, you know, we're also uh, on Facebook and on Twitter as Low the Series. Um, but I'm, I'm actually having the most fun on Instagram. So yeah. follow us on Instagram. Um, you're teaching me so much on Instagram cause I follow and it is like, I'm learning so much about like all these other random characters that I never knew existed and like yeah. kind of like the different storylines that they have and all these you're, you're, it's, it's I'm being, it's, I'm, lear- I'm thank learning. You. It's been the most fun and it's been where I've got getting the most positive feedback from yeah. people who are just like, Oh, I didn't know this or, Oh, this is really interesting. Words but, out like, of my mouth. We, do and I call it the girlfriend of the day even though I don't you know like cheekily because these women are more than girlfriends but it's all like superheroes girlfriends and like the weird shit that happens to them in comics because they're superheroes girlfriends yeah um but it's almost like the things that I'm reading about and the way that you write about them it actually does like really validate the story that you're you know what I mean and especially for like it shows like oh they haven't been treated as fairly as their male counterparts or like the men that they're supposed to be behind. Yeah. Well, there's just shit happens to, and like, it's, it's gotten better. Yeah. But it's like, you know, cause, but like, and, and I think you're going to see it in like Brie Larson's Captain Marvel movie that comes out next year. But like that character who I think who I've done already on the, on you the did, Instagram, yes. like has been through the ringer. Yeah. Like, like just, like, just like trials and tribulations. Trials over and, and over. tribulations did not even like go into all of them, but it's just like, there's a, there's a punishment that happens to these female supporting characters that just does not happen and it's like ridiculous and soapy and like we can laugh about it but um it's just sort of worth examining yeah 
That's great. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, people can go to uh, at Low the Series on Instagram. Um, you can find the Kickstarter there. Um, I will be working on this project with Tom. We've been having yeah. a lot of emails. He's, so he's in front of and behind the camera. Yeah. How excited are you to be so on camera? So I am excited to be on camera. So you can find me as a cameo probably. Um, and then yeah, I mean honestly, um, go see. Uh, the Kickstarter, watch the video. It kind of explains the whole thing in way less time than we've taken here and, and shows you what Tom looks like, shows you Marion, shows you Rebecca, the EP and the director. Um, and yeah, that's really it. I mean, go to the, go donate some money. We need it very, very badly. And um, you have like, what, 20 days? This will probably air in a couple of days. So like we have like 16 days left. You'll to- have about two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Please um, give us some money and we'll be forever grateful. Um, Again, thank you so much for sharing your story. And again, you guys know where you can find me at the Crystal Rosa um, and look at all everything from there. And again, the uh, Kickstarter is in my link tree in my bio. Um, and yeah, that's really it. Um, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.